Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mike Springston FFC Podcast, where we coach you in the Word. Today, we have a message that will be very interesting. Stay with this message until the end. You're going to see the open door of witness that the world, the unbeliever, has provided for those who believe upon Jesus Christ. The title of this message is, By the Way, There is no hell. In a recent series of advertisements that were produced for school-age kids geared towards our young people, this was the closing line produced by those who are promoting Satanism. They encourage people to just be yourself Don't judge the acts or the actions of others. They say Satan is a good guy. All of this to attempt to build a picture of the freedom of attitude, the freedom of actions, and the freedom of appearances. Well, that's where we'll start today. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, Open our eyes that we can see, our ears that we can hear, and our heart that we can understand what the Word of God says. Then, God, let us apply it to our lives so that we can be changed into the image of your dear Son. Holy Spirit, we ask you to speak. Teach us from the Godhead what Jesus is saying. As you reveal it, we'll receive it and release it to your people. I thank you for all of it in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, who is our high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. Amen and amen. So, they put out advertisements to uh, come against any uh, Christ teaching in the schools. This is their counterculture to anything that is done in the school system that promotes the work of Jesus Christ. They end these advertisements by saying, and by the way, there is no hell. In other words, don't worry about anything that you do in your life. There's nothing to concern you beyond what you can see, touch, and feel. (laughs) Well, well, well. The box has finally been opened and the worshipers of Satan have done it again. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 these words concerning the death of Christ. But we speak, in verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. When Jesus was crucified, what they saw was victory. However, It was anything but. The prince of darkness lost control of the narrative and subsequently lost control of his kingdom. 
He was destroyed by the power of the plan of God. The wisdom of God was greater than the works that had been perpetrated upon mankind by the enemy. Of course, in this great work, glory was brought to God's people by Jesus Christ and His accomplishments. Had they known that what they were doing in crucifying Christ would have cost them their kingdom, they would have let Jesus alone. They would have allowed Him to run His natural course as a man and die naturally. But as is usual regarding the thinking of the underworld, they couldn't outthink God and they couldn't outsmart Him. Now we come to the year 2023. The blatant attempt to sway the thinking of those who are young and impressionable and who can be moved by their own curiosity is what we're seeing happen. But here is the thing, instead of looking at what they're doing and being distracted and disturbed by it, instead of looking at it and saying there's no place for it, this is what must really be considered. If Satan is real, then so is God. If Satan is working, then so is God. My friend, you cannot have one without the other. They have opened the Pandora to allowing the world to come into the truth that there is a God and that the Bible is actually true. Now, if we accept that there is a Satan, which they do because they're producing it and promoting it, then we also have to accept the biblical portrayal of Satan. And we have to accept the biblical portrayal of Satan as being accurate. That would mean their portrayal of Satan is not really true. Now keep this in mind. Man could deny the presence of God. And that could go on until he presents himself at his time. But when man begins to identify the counterculture and the works of that counterculture, and begins to appropriate these works to the satanic arena, well, then the narrative changes. Just as Satan lost control of the narrative at the cross, he will also lose control of the narrative today. Now that Satan has been introduced and accepted as the antithesis of God, we must inquire further concerning him we must ask ourselves, since Satan is in fact operational in the world, and we have acknowledged his influence, are we also to believe that the biblical characterization of him is also accurate? Well, let's look and see. John 10 and 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. It appears that when satanic nature is unveiled, uh, 
that things that we understand to be negative seem to accompany his appearing. Well, he comes, according to John 10.10, to steal, kill, and destroy. So what is he stealing? Well, as we look at the advertisement and the, the clips about how they're portraying him, it's obvious that he is attempting to steal the mind, telling more half-truths about himself, leading people to say things that make him look like he's all right, he's a good guy. But he will destroy and steal your mind and then he'll steal your flesh. These characterizations of Satan as a good guy is one of the wiles of the devil. Paul told us about that in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 and 12. Watch the word. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The word wiles means the attempts to make inroads into your mind. You see, he's out to steal how you think. He's out to steal what you think. He's out to steal what you think because it will infiltrate the flesh and be the driving factor of what you do. Verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. Now friends, there's a wrestling match that is occurring between the spirit, the soul, and the flesh. The soul and the flesh are geared towards the desire for instant gratification and instant satisfaction. The enemy is well aware of this as it was the means through which he convinced Eve and Adam to be disobedient in the garden in the first place. So he uses the means of spiritual wickedness in high places to provide the necessary temptation that causes the person to encounter the issues that can immediately bring them satisfaction. He will first steal your mind. Then he will steal your flesh. And once the flesh is overcome, the mind will be made to accept the stimuli of self-satisfaction. We need to look no further than the drug, alcohol, sex, and violence cultures to absolutely substantiate that statement. He will steal it, my friend, and he will not give back what he stole. There is but one remedy for this culture that is in the world of whom Satan is the head of and that is the culture of God that is exposed to us in Jesus Christ. Then we deal with this kill issue. By the way, Remember this, according to them, there is no hell. Now the spirit of man will never die. You are an eternal being wherever you are and in whatever you're doing. All of those that have gone on before us that we have planted in the, in the earth 
buried, all eternal. We're all spiritually eternal. You will never die. There has to be something in this statement that has a deeper impact than just death. Of course, my friend, there is. Man and his spirit, who are serving the man of sin, are dead right now. They are dead internally. Their spirit man is dead. <coughs> they are dead and separated from God. This is the death that is exposed in man who does not know the freedom that is provided in Jesus Christ. So death is the foregone condition of all who have not believed upon the work of Jesus Christ. If there is a Satan, and we now have confirmation by his people that there is, then we have to accept that there is another side of this issue. Man is dead. He's dead to God. And he is alive to Satan. We have to accept there is a God and there is a Satan. Man lives his life as being alive to all of the soul and the flesh needs. We see this daily in our world. This is the message of the satanic cult. Why do they have to propagate what already is? Man is already dead. Here is the reason, my friend. It's because they think that man has been removed from the understanding and teaching of the Word of God. The concept of man being dead in their sins. They think that the time and the place is correct now to bring about a spiritual and satanic move because the church is weak. The word is not understood. The word is watered until no one really has a handle on the truth because they're not being preached it or taught it. So now is the moment where they are prepared to bring in the satanic action. They think that no one would see what they are advertising and say, wait a minute, Satan cannot be real unless God is real also. They want you to believe that you're alive to yourself and that you become your own God. But how can that be? Because if there is a Satan, there is a God. They want you to believe that you run your own world. You're your own God. <coughs> they want you to believe that since there's a Satan, you have that right. This, of course, is only a half-truth. You do not need a new indoctrination into the satanic world and into sin. You're already there if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. You don't need anything more stolen from you. It's already been taken from you, and Satan is the one that did it. You don't need to be any more dead than you already are. Your inner man is dead. You are, so, you are as dead as you need to be with regard to spiritual things. Your life is already living under the banner of destruction. But there is a remedy. 
If we're believing there is a Satan, we must believe there is a God. And we must believe that there is a remedy for this misinformation. And that remedy is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. If we are willing to accept them telling us about Satan, we must accept the fact that it was God that presented Satan in his rebellion into this earth. Now it's not the dead condition of which we need to understand, my friend. That part is easy to see with the naked and natural eye as our world implodes upon itself. Violence, lack, wars, and all the news items of our day expose the work of Satan upon the nations. It's the hell issue. We need to be cognizant and aware of the hell issue. Because if there is a Satan and there is a God, and Satan is who he is because God cast him out for rebellion, then we're going to see that God has made a statement concerning the end result of Satan. Remember, he's a liar. He's a thief. Hell is the issue. Now if we're willing to expose the fact that there is a Satan, we must also expose the fact that Satan was exposed by God and he was spoken of by Jesus. His rebellion is legendary and germane to this conversation. In his rebellion, he was cast out of heaven. Why? Because he desired to be God. That is exactly what is being portrayed in these advertisements, in these series of video clips. He desires to be God. He wants man to believe they can be their own God, and man doesn't understand that by being his own God, he becomes a servant to Satan. He desires to be God. He desires to be worshipped. He desired the very throne of God. How do I know that? Now remember, if we are willing to accept Satan, we have to also be willing to accept God. If we are willing to accept that Satan is, in, is directing a lifestyle, then we have to be able, the lifestyle of an individual being his own God, so to speak, under the direction of the influence of the wiles of his own mind, of which is led by the prince of the power of the air, the principalities of darkness and the rulers of darkness in high places, if we are willing to accept that, then we must accept the alternative narrative. The alternative narrative said there is a God. We must accept that. Isaiah 14, 12 said, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down by, to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Verse 15. Yet thou shalt be brought down the hill to the sides of the pit. Look at the scripture, my friend. When they tell you there is no hell, that is another one of the deceptive lies. When they tell you you can be your own God, that is a deceptive lie. He desires to sit upon the throne of your life 
as you were made to have God sit upon that throne. If we accept that there is a reason to indoctrinate the people with the doctrine of Satan, then we must also recognize who Satan is, what he has done, why he has done it, and what the Bible declares will happen to him. For us to not identify this from the source of the one who kicked him out of heaven would be foolish. For us to not know that Jesus clearly told us that he was going to disarm the strong man after his death would be simply not accepting the truth. For us to not take the word of God's statements on this man of sin that the counterculture has so clearly exposed to us would be totally unwise. He was sent to weaken the nations. So when we see his message, that is precisely what his message offers. A weak-minded people who are full of their own lust. They become their own pseudo-God. Why do I say that? Because as long as they're dead internally, Satan is their God. His message supports the fetishes of people. It is a killer for their spirit. His desire to sit upon the throne is relegated to the heart throne of mankind. How does he do this? He allows them to remain dead, appear to serve themselves while actually and even unwittingly serving him. He has declared his role. They have declared his message and many believe. He said, I will be like the Most High. How will he do it? I will produce a message is how he will do it. I will produce a message that will put me in a position where I will tell the people, I'm not such a bad guy. Look at these that are working for me. Do they look like bad people? No, of course not. They don't look like there's anything wrong with them. They don't look like there is any reason for you to fear anything that I've said or anything that I've done. Don't they just look like normal, natural people? But he has come, my friend, to weaken the nations. He has come to a weak-minded people who are full of their own lusts. Now they become their own kind of gods. He says, I will be like the Most High. How's he going to do that? He's going to produce a message that's like his. Notice that. Notice the message that's being produced. Doesn't it sound gentle? Doesn't it sound as if he's such a kind devil? He's going to try to influence people. I will give the people what they want, is what he's saying. They want their own self-gratification. I give it to them. I'm a nice guy. And don't worry about hell. But people are dead. And he can only give them what they want. And that is the life of death. On the other hand, there is God. He can only give you what you want and need when you're alive. When you're alive to the life that is in Christ Jesus. As long as man remains dead, they remain under the clutches of being a beggar, broken, bruised, blind, and in bondage. But when Jesus comes in, man can be made alive by grace and that is the exact antithesis of what the enemy is doing for you. Because he will give you grace according to Ephesians 4, 7 that is equal to the gift of Christ Jesus. 
Now watch what happens to the to uh, Satan here. Consider all of this. Considering all of this is true, and we have in fact determined it to be, because of the exposure of those who are worshiping Satan, this substantiates the fact that God has to be who he said he was. If both Satan and God are who they say they are, then it has to be true that Satan got where he is because he was cast down into the lower estate. The reason for this is clear. Since this is clear, the outcome is to be completed without question. He will be brought to hell. Isn't it amazing that the Satan worshiper says, by the way, there is no hell. Don't worry about that. Now, if there is a Satan and there is a God, Isaiah 14 says he's going to hell. Isn't that interesting? He will be cast into the place of which he desires that you do not think is a place at all. Now look, if all the information that we have concerning Satan comes from the presentation that we learn of him in the Bible, then if we acknowledge Satan, then we must also acknowledge the rest of the story. He is the one who steals. He is the one who kills. He is the one who destroys. How does he destroy? By the very thing that he wishes you to acknowledge that does not exist. He's taking man's spirit to hell with him. We have to acknowledge these facts because we've acknowledged his presence. If there is a presence of Satan, then we must acknowledge that what the Bible says about him is true. He and all who allow their lives to be stolen are on the path to hell. And the reason is because you're dead internally. The rest of your stolen and dead life is to be in the destruction of hell. What a revelation. The actors of Satan have released into the world. They have acknowledged not Satan, but they have acknowledged God. They've done it again. They have acknowledged the presence of God. They thought they were acknowledging the presence of evil and Satan. We don't have to have that acknowledged in our day. All we have to do is look around us. But what they have acknowledged is the God of the universe. If there is a God, then there is a Holy Spirit. If there is a God, then there was a Jesus Christ. If there is a Jesus Christ, then there was a cross. If there was a cross, then there was a death. If there was a sacrifice and a legal offering, then there is a remedy for sin. There is a way and a means to defeat the enemy of your soul. Yes, my friend, they have acknowledged the God of the universe and his entire plan They've revealed the differences between a God who is pure, holy, and loving, and full of grace, and a little God who only wishes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
those that are serving him, this is quite a gulf in behavior and an even larger gulf in outcome. 1 Peter 5 and 8 said, Be sober, be vigilant, because you have the say of the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. How can we get around it? The Bible has characterized Satan. He has been in conflict with God. If Satan is real, then God is real. If the characterization of Satan coming from the presence of the presentation of God, then what the Bible says about him is true. The devil desires to devour your life as a lion would its prey. If we look at the Bible to see Satan and accept that he is real, my friend, we have to accept not only that God is real, but that what the Bible said is more real. Why? Because it was the God of the Bible that presented Satan to us. It was the God of the Bible who was in control of Satan and cast him down. So what does it say about those who espouse the message of Satan? Well, it says they're full of death. They're full of stealing and they're full of destruction. They're full of deception. They're full of devouring. They are full of the desire to sit upon the throne, their own throne as little gods. They are full of the desire to have gratification and self-satisfaction as the trigger points, force points, and motivation of their lives. They mean to devour those who are weak, those who have weak minds, and those who are full of the lust of the flesh. They mean to deceive with a message that provides a soft and gentle feeling. They mean to pull people into the fulfillment of their own flesh and then cause their mind to accept this as normal. As I close... I want you to know this is not a message that causes us to focus on Satan. But it is a message that forces us to identify the power, wisdom, and foreknowledge of the Most High God. He has shown us the evil actor. And now the evil actor has acknowledged that God is exactly, precisely, and unmistakably who He said He was. Well now, that makes Satan exactly, precisely, and unmistakably who God said he was. Father, I thank you for the word of God. Minister this to the hearing of many. May we become bold as our life in you has been confirmed by even the strangest of tongues but that's nothing new. Because demons constantly speak out in the scripture and say, Jesus, I know you. And they're speaking again in our day. Bless us, I pray, in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, our high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. Amen and amen. Be bold, my friend. Be bold. The door is open. The witness has been given. That God is real because they have told us that Satan is real. And if Satan is real, then God has got to be on the throne. Amen.
Contact me at springston56 at gmail.com, mikespringstonministry.com, ffcma.org, or through Family Fellowship Chapel's uh, direct messaging. I'll be back with you again. I'm looking forward to sharing God's Word with you. May God bless you until we speak again.